Welcome back, Foa Nation. It is the Fairly Odd Asians here with you. You got your co-host, Aaron, with his other co-host, Megan. What's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be one weird episode. Um, But uh, thank you so much. Oh, my God. I just saw what you drew on the note. Oh my god! Okay, so we have a shared like podcast notes, and Megan's on her iPad, and she's drawing penises on <laughs> the notes with her Apple Pen. Thank you so much. Okay, <laughs> let's get let's get into this. Here we go. Uh, it is so it, it, it is Monday, February first. Happy February to the best month ever. You know what? This month, not to go away from penis talk, but <laughs> this month, um, the calendar is a perfect block it's a perfect rectangle whoa yeah because it starts on monday if you have monday as the first day of your calendar it's a perfect rectangle how sick is that that's so cool uh and because it's 28 days because then four weeks of seven perfect great math perfect uh but it's monday february 1st happy monday everyone um it's episode 63 pretty crazy whoa we, got, we still gotta come up with something for episode 69 i know that's yeah. six weeks away but why why episode 69 why do something special then i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> megan's in a weird mood we're both in a weird mood this is gonna be one hell of a podcast oh yeah you're i'm glad that you mentioned that you're in a weird mood too because it's not just me oh i am i am in a weird mood too but it's the sunday blues i'm telling you the sunday blues yeah uh, okay, so um, this week has been filled with a ton of interesting things. Good stuff. Neat we're gonna, stuff. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> my God. <laughs> so we're going to get <laughs> into um, a lot of that stuff. But first, we had a fun little day today. You, you, were, you went to the mall and then came back mm-hmm. and you saw me. And what was I doing? Um, well, at first I was very confused because the furniture in our office was all moved around. You had a white poster hung up on the wall. Correct. And something else was set up. And so I deduced that you were doing something photography-esque, mm-hmm. but I did not assume right away that you were trying to take self-portraits. Yeah. So I was trying to take some self-portraits. Um, it's something that I've had on my to-do list for a while. I wanted to get a haircut first, like grow just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while and haven't done. Um, and I just decided today was the day I'm going to do it. And so uh, I was trying to take some self-portraits. It wasn't working because <laughs> if you know anything about self-portraits, it's like you have to focus your camera doesn't have, or at least my camera doesn't have like the great eye capturing focus, like some of the newer cameras. Um, and so it was really hard for me to like find the perfect focus. So my face was in focus. So then Megan came home and I was like, can you help me with this? Which ended up turning into, how long do you think it was? Um. Okay. I'm trying to think. I came home roughly around one. Mm-hmm. I think it took us like 40 minutes yeah it was like a 40 minute shoot because you sucked at being a model i'm sorry so um yeah i was trying to take pictures uh and i i like personally i think megan always makes fun of me because i have dead eyes when i smile sometimes um and so i was struggling with that i was also struggling with taking it seriously um i wasn't getting pictures that i really liked I was trying to do some like serious poses was not working. So needless to say, I'm so glad I'm a photographer and not a model. Can I just say one thing is yes. that whenever I'm supposed to be your model in photos, you always give me shit and grief <laughs> if I'm not posing correctly or doing things well enough. And I just want to say, how does it feel to be on the receiving end of that? Big difference is that I direct you. I tell you to do different things and you don't understand what I'm saying. So maybe it's just on me, my communication. Yeah, I think you just need to uh, step up your game. Yeah. Um, look within. <laughs> you just need to be better at what you do just and figure it out. And yeah. So get your shit hey, together. constantly improving. That's the that's not the name of this podcast, but that's that's my motto. It's your mojo. It's my mo- my mojo. Yeah. No. Oh. 
My mojo is swag. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> you mean like my MO, my no. main objective? No, isn't like your mojo like kind of like, um, hold on. I actually don't know the definition of mojo. <laughs> what is the definition of mojo? Let's look up mojo definition. Oh, a magic charm, talisman, or spell. Yeah, so that's definitely not my mojo. Yeah, you're That'd right. That'd be my like, my mantra or my mm. main objective MO statement. Okay, anyway, so I'm so glad I take pictures instead of I'm in front of the camera, but I did just recently post on my Instagram story that I'm making a career change because I made a funny, uh, funny little TikTok Instagram Reels video that I'm going to be sharing uh, saying that I'm a model because we got some really funny, some quite funny pictures uh, in the process. Yeah, funny is the word. Yeah, funny. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good experience. I'm glad. Thank you so much for being my photographer. You're you're so welcome. Um, I think I'm gonna start booking for weddings, for bar mitzvahs, for. So if you plan on booking Megan, just know that you're gonna need an extra like five hours to figure it out, <laughs> and you're gonna need some break time because her legs get tired, <laughs> and um, it takes her ten years to focus. So. Just just a heads up on that. Oh, and for anyone, if you want to actually work with Aaron Bilberg Photography, just know that... Um, this is slander. <laughs> just know that... Uh, I'm going to sue you for this. He's going to uh, be very awkward and he's going okay, to... Okay, come on. I'm kidding. Don't put that out into I'm the world. I'm kidding. You're great. You are wonderful. <sighs> Thanks, <Yeah>. sweetie. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> okay, um... So, in other big news this week, this week, I go, I'm going like a lot. I've noticed. Yeah, you Cali girl. Mm, yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. Mm. Like the Trisha Paytas. Yeah. We have never talked about <clears throat> Trisha Paytas on this podcast. She is psychotic. Well, yeah. I think most people who have social media know that. Yeah. We'll maybe talk about her one day. Not yeah, now. maybe we'll pull some of her clips. Yeah. Pull some clips, play them on here where she was singing uh bet on it was it is it bet on it from oh, high school musical yeah she's done that um what else did she oh she she claimed that she was didn't she like claim that she was like black or something like that or like no she claimed that she was transgender oh yeah that's what it was when really she wasn't and I that she's really a man who is very feminine and like wants to be feminine so she's a man that wants to be feminine isn't she of like a biologically a female female yes yes how did jason jason, jason. nash how did jason date her for so long um because she had big tits and good for david dobrik because he bed. made he made her look like relatively normal like she was still kind of crazy on his podcast or on his vlogs but like she or he made her look like semi-normal well maybe she was more normal than than the breakup she just, just became unhinged oh my god I mean, she is psycho maybe yeah all right um so on from trisha uh this week was the story of the little guy and the story of the common good coming together for a good purpose do you know what i'm talking about but was it actually so there's a few sides to this so i i if you haven't heard gamestop and amc and all those stocks um the big news this week oh my god she's falling she's falling she's falling holy shit megan is falling do you need help i got it (laughs) (laughs) megan Megan's falling. hold on time out (laughs) what is happening oh my god what did you just do my knees hurt so bad okay well that was interesting megan almost died on the podcast i think i just broke my knee (laughs) and not in a good way she was just trying to grab her apple pencil lean to the right and completely just about fell nice i'm sorry as you were as i was uh i was just talking um so this week um if you haven't heard of like the gamestop stock and and amc Basically, it was these, what was happening was these Wall Street hedge funders, billionaires, were shorting GameStop, 
which means that they were basically betting, quote unquote betting, for the stock to go down. So if you don't know anything about the stock market, I'm not going to explain it because there's a ton, there's a million videos explaining this situation. But basically, if more people put money into a stock, the higher that stock rises, the the value of each of those stocks rises. So if you have a stock at $1 and you get a bunch of people to buy it and do, yeah, hype it up. Uh, then if a bunch of people buy it at $1, it'll maybe jump up to like $10. Well, that was the case with GameStop because, which is awesome, Reddit, there was a Redditor uh, on Wall Street Bets subreddit who basically posted and found this out that like, hey, there's a bunch of billionaires who we could force to lose a lot of money because the billionaires, the hedge funders, were thinking that the stock was going to go down in price. But... If a lot of people banded together and bought it, it would go up, making them lose money. So a bunch of writers got together. They, in one day, basically made the stock boom, and it went up. I think it spiked to like $450 or something like that, and it was originally at like 16 So a huge jump in the stock price, um, and it's kind of leveled off now to about 360 I think it is right now, aftermarket. Um, but yeah, this is a great, I'm not going to explain what shorting is because you can find a bunch of videos on shorting. I don't even really know if I understand shorting, but this is what we call a short squeeze to try squeeze. I think it's, I think that is maybe not, maybe I won't say that because I don't know for sure. But I think the bigger story of this is like the common man, little man versus the big hedge fund giants. So like almost like a David and Goliath type, um, situation. So I want to get your thoughts on, do you think that it's real, like in American society, we think about right versus left, right? Like the, the, the right wingers versus the left wingers, the progressives versus the liberals. Do you think rather than having it that way, it really is like the rich versus like everyone else? Um, I mean kind of in some ways because <sighs> yeah i don't know i have never really thought about that before mm-hmm. but like do you think it's the richest way of manipulating us to be fighting against each other while they're just at the top making a shit ton of money i mean maybe because it's definitely easier for them to stay at the top mm-hmm. versus some plebeians like us trying to crawl our way right. up to the top what, is, what are your views on this whole situation? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I thought Not I... It, it, prefacing it by saying, like, you don't know a ton about stocks. Well, I heard a little tidbit of information that now there's talk. I don't know if there's, it's actually going to happen, but because... This all occurred through this app, Robinhood, right? Mm-hmm. Basically. Well, not all through Robinhood, but... Apps like Robinhood, right? That's a separate... Yeah. Well, it's... Any, so in recent years, apps like Robinhood have made it easier for people to get into investing. Does that make sense? Because yeah. before you would have to go through like a financial advisor and like all that, but now people can do it from the comfort of their home with their phone. So the thing I heard, and I don't know if this actually will come to life, was that because of like all these people going through Robinhood or apps like it or just the everyday person going and investing mm-hmm. and that so easily fucked over these hedge funders is that there's call for more regulation now um, for these things not to happen to mm-hmm. screw over these billionaires. Right. Which part of me is like, okay, is, is this the people ruining it for everyone else now who's trying to um, like do their own kind of investing by themselves through like, like you do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or is this kind of like, I guess the catalyst for a need for some regulation. So this doesn't happen in the future, even though they are billionaires. I mean, it is still very mm-hmm. um, catastrophic for some people. Well, billionaires are there. All the hedge funders are claiming that was market manipulation, which is illegal. Um, but really it wasn't because, it was, as far as I know, everything was public. So that Wall Street Bets subreddit, anyone can read it on the internet. So it was public information. That's where they were like banded together and kind of congregated to say, 
we're going to fuck these guys over and we're going to buy GameStop and make it go to the moon. Um, so I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, I did hear a kind of a pretty convincing argument of being like, you know, this, this shows you that the stock market is probably not the best indicator of an economy, right? So it's not the best, like Donald Trump's whole thing was like, oh, we have the strongest stock market in the economy or whatever based on the stock market. Well, really, I mean, even I can tell from investing and um, semi-investing, it's all a game. It's like gambling. It really is. You're just betting and thinking, is this stock going to go up or is this stock going to go down? And what you what should I do? So it's not really there. There is no, I don't think there's any like mathematical reasoning behind stocks because it's basically just like what stocks are popular and that's what stock booms does that make sense it's all it's all based on what you think the future of the company is going to be so if there's good news the stock price is going to go up because more people are investing in it if there's bad news or like a bad quarterly report it's going to go down because people don't want to be associated with that because they think the future of that company isn't going to be as strong so it's it's literally all I feel like it can be so easily manipulated, manip, manipulated, <laughs> manipulated that like it's not really a good reflection of the economy. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know really a lot about finance, but it just seems from an outside perspective that it can the fact that it can be so easily manipulated that that's a problem. Does that make sense? Can I just say that my knee really hurts? What'd you hit it on? Uh, this. Oh. The desk. Are you it, like, okay? Actually, really hurts. Okay, just bend it out. Straighten oh. it out. Bend it out. That made no sense. Straighten it out. Can you move it? Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. Just... This might be the first podcast where someone almost died. <laughs> well, I didn't almost die. I yeah. just almost wounded myself. Yeah. Which maybe I did. Oh God, it's just like my knee static here bent. It like is throbbing. Nice. Very nice. <sighs> I hate life. Yeah. So I guess in this all GameStop thing, it's like little guy versus the big guy. I'm personally on the side of fuck those people, those hedge funders. They've made so much money. They they have made so much money off the coronavirus pandemic and they get they have the power and the resources to basically they know more information than we do about companies. Like I heard an example that like billionaire hedge funds will send people out to the farms of different places that they're investing in to see if it's going to be a good crop, bad crop, whatever it may be. And like the average person can't do that. So they get that intel because they're investing in that because they have the money and resources to do it. So it's like a, it's a rigged game to begin mm. with. Um and the whole, I mean, you go back to the housing crisis, like when that happened in 2008 or whatever it was, and it, and they basically made all these bets on the housing market and the big banks and all this stuff, and it crashed, and there were no repercussions really for a few people, but like not really huge sweeping repercussions on them. So they're just like, I, I just feel like they've manipulated it for so long, it's good that finally the little guys get a win. Hmm. But overall, I think the billionaires are going to win out. Well, obviously. The war versus the battle thing. Oh my like, God. The little guys won the battle, but the big guys are going to win the war. Obviously. I don't know. That's just my thought on it. I think it's good for Redditors. It's pretty crazy that there are some people who have created generational wealth from this that will be telling their grandkids like, oh yeah, I, uh, I, I made all, we've made all this money because my grandpa invested in GameStop, GameStop when it went up uh, in value instead of like the gold rush, you know? Mm, yeah, this was, this is the modern day gold this rush. This is the, is this is the 21st century gold rush. Interesting. I don't know. Hmm. That's probably wrong. Interesting but, takes, babe. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Do you have yeah. any thoughts on that? Um, I just, God. I don't fucking understand the stock market. It just really makes my head hurt. And I was talking to my mom earlier and she was like, well, I was going to say you should probably look at maybe investing in the stock market, stock, stock market, in the stock market. But the fact that you guys maybe are going to be buying a house 
um, probably not a great idea. Why? Why did she say that? Well, because we're going to need to put money towards a house. Oh, instead of putting it in the stock market. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I feel you. Which, who knows if we're actually going to get a house. Per, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll, we'll see when we... Stay tuned to our house buying journey. And yeah. If it'll happen. We got to go see how much money we're approved for. And if you know any great realtors or um, realtor companies in the Twin Cities, LMK, let me know. Yep. That'll be good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can... I don't know. We'll see. I just hate living here. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> we should talk about the land, our landlord uh, and how he came in and bit what he said. Our landlord just, he's like, honestly, one of the stupidest people I've ever come across <laughs> in my whole life. But so if y'all remember back in the summer or fall, the upstairs neighbors we have, they overflowed their toilet and they went through our bathroom ceiling and came tripped on my back yeah came raining down just disgusting but then just this past week um months after it happened we noticed there's these like brown spots happening or occurring on the ceiling and so we're like oh my god if this is like mold or something i'm gonna be livid and so texted our landlord to try and see if he could come over and take a look at it first he didn't respond to me for a whole week. Yeah. So that's great. Yep. And then second, he came over and looked at it and was like, oh, this is just a water stain. It's uh, not mold or anything else. Yeah. And he's, what did he spray it with? Like, he's like, I'll just spray it. It's not wet. So I'll just spray it and I'll, I'll see. I'll see. We'll, we'll come back later and see what happens. I can't wait till this place gets fucking condemned. Yeah. Because think about it. Poopy water. <laughs> poopy water was in our ceiling and it dripped on my back i had shit water on my back i didn't think i was gonna get this riled up tonight like what the fuck and he's like oh yeah it's dry can you imagine if you cut open that ceiling and imagine what's lurking up there Ooh, probably dead bodies too oh fucking place it's just so tainted i mean i have a feeling that the first home we buy in the near gonna future, have poopy water in the ceiling <laughs> but it's gonna also be tainted yeah. until we actually can like put money in it and fix shit up probably like we're definitely gonna have a haunted house <sighs> this is why i think we should just like go move out in the country and buy our own land and homestead live off the land so you're thinking like wyoming montana montana yeah there are grizzly bears true maybe wyoming utah utah no all the mormons ah but we'd be away from them It'd be fine the they mormons... can they can go serve joseph smith somewhere else i don't know why they mormons like especially freak me out why i don't know why they just do what is it about because i mean i feel like mormonism I mean all religions can be considered like a cult but i feel like mormonism is very much so a cult well just like they're i just feel like their beliefs are especially strange like their underwear like yeah the mormon <laughs> underwear that they have to wear and um they can't drink coffee mm-hmm. like what coffee Caffeine. is the nectar of life i remember there was a guy who played on byu so byu always usually has some pretty decent sports teams and there's a guy in the NCAA tournament, one of their starting players for basketball, who got suspended for the game because he had coffee. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. I, whatever. You know, there. I mean, every religion has its own shit, but Mormons especially. If you've never li- seen the Book of Mormon, you definitely need to see the Book of Mormon. <laughs> it, is so, it is so funny. Accurate depiction of Mormons. <laughs> I mean, it's a satirical play obviously but everything that they say is factual like all the stuff that they make fun of is factual it's literally a guy found golden tablets in his backyard found quote-unquote these golden tablets in his backyard proclaimed his own religion from it see this is where now oh, god damn it now we're getting in religion again but this is the only thing i'm going to say 
The fact that Moses also came down the mountain with his Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. it's like, how, how do you know he just didn't fucking take <laughs> a knife and carve those? You never know. And God didn't tell him to do that. It's like the Kensington runestone. We don't know who carved it. Yeah. Maybe it was the aliens that told Moses to do that shit. Maybe. That would be wild. That would be wild. If there wasn't a God, it was just aliens. That would be wild. Could be. Um, okay. So let's get into, let's pivot from Moses to vaccines. Uh, <laughs> um, so this next segment is going to be a little bit of Aaron's soapbox here. Oh, it's going to be a lot of Aaron's soapbox. Yeah. So as I am talking, what I would love for you to do is agree or disagree with me. We can have some civil discourse over this. Okay. Okay. All right. So in last Monday, I think... Governor Walls announced that he was going to allocate about 15,000 vaccines to area districts around the state um, of Minnesota and to educators, sorry, 15,000 doses to educators to school districts around the state. There's about 8,000 or so uh, allocated for specifically metro area schools, um, so just over half of those doses. And, um, we were told to like check our emails for a sign up link because technically I'm in the Metro area, our district is. And so, um, our district said that they were allocated about 560 vaccines for our district. And since I, as an elementary school teacher, I'm going back to school in person with everyone which is a horrible idea, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, with everyone, all of our students, uh, next Monday, actually, February 8th, um, we were high on the priority list for our district to get um, vaccinated. And so on Wednesday night, I think it was, was it Wednesday night? I don't know. Got an email that was like uh, at like 640 to sign up for um, a vaccine. So I was like, oh, sweet, awesome, I'm going to get this. So I did. I clicked the link right away. Tuesday. It was Tuesday, actually, because I, I was in um, meetings, uh, parent meetings. But I clicked the link right away, go, go to sign up, and I was 13,000th in line. So what, I was like, whatever. I'll just wait. Hopefully, there's an appointment, whatever. Um, I get to the end, and I get waitlisted. And then it comes out the next day, and then we're talking with the teachers and find out none of the teachers in my school district actually got an appointment. We all got waitlisted. Um and so what happened was at six o'clock, the registration link opened. We didn't get the email till six forty, and our district claims that they thought that those vaccine amounts, the allocation, the five hundred sixty for our district, was going to be um, respected. Is that the right word? Honored at the registration for our employees. Mm-hmm. It was not. The registration link was a free for all. So what's interesting is that some area districts ended up cheating. Um, So in St. Paul, according to the Star Tribune, St. Paul Public Schools, two high school principals from the district shared the link, uh, resulting in people who signed up who weren't invited. There were news of some educators who were sharing the link with family and friends who weren't even teachers. Uh, And this all boils down to the fact that uh, the Minnesota Department of Education and the vaccine company basically send the same password out to every single district same password for everything and there and on the registration we didn't have to specify what district we were from so it was a free-for-all um so i'm pissed (laughs) what were what were your thoughts when i was mad about that that night um Oh, oh boy. Let's just Cuz I had originally got my hopes up. Yes. No, I I understand that and I know we got in a little bit of a tussle you that did. night. Um but I mean, yeah, I I totally agree with you. It sucks and people just suck. That's I think my my mantra in life. But I don't know. It's just when when shit like this happens and this is not on the same level at all with people going to Costco and like being crazy at the beginning of this. And, Mm -hmm. but in some ways it reminds me of that. Like barbaric almost. Yes. And people will do anything to put their safety first, put their own intentions first. Um, 
So in some ways, I'm not surprised Mm -hmm. that this happened, which is just very unfortunate. Um, I just hope that they can make it right and you guys get the vaccine hopefully soon those of you who didn't get yeah a spot yeah i feel fortunate that i'm a teacher so i can get the vaccine early but it's shit like this that really makes me lose faith in our government system (laughs) and i've heard that like the actual vaccine thing for a 65 year old or 65 year old 65 year olds and up has been all online and that's just been an absolute disaster for some people. Because think about it. If you're 70, 80 years old, do you think you know what to do online? <laughs> like if you don't have if you don't have like kids who can help you out with that, mm. like think about how big of a debacle that is for them. Oh, God. Like yeah. this whole situation has just been so shitty. Like obviously coronavirus sucks just in general. But this vaccine thing has just been so crappy. And I don't know if it's like, I honestly think it's because Trump didn't really have a plan. So Biden came in and was like, oh shit, we don't have a plan. So let's just throw something together. Like that kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, Beeb. I'm just so upset with this whole situation, which leads me into my next topic. (laughs) My actual soapbox. Oh, great. Is that um, I need to talk a little bit about education here. I need to vent a little bit. And... As I'm talking, I do want you to like chime in. So interrupt me if you need to, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so Aaron's soapbox here. Hot segment that we haven't gotten to in a really long time, actually. Well, and that was a great soapbox. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So um, I am just very... I'm curious of what your thoughts as being a non-teacher. What are your thoughts on this year being a lost year quote unquote a lost year i mean if i okay i'm trying to think if i was a student this year if i was an elementary year student or well a student in elementary school i feel like it'd be more of a lost year because in the earlier stages of learning and development i feel like those moments in school are so much more crucial Mm -hmm. than like if you're in high school like when you're in high school you're a lot more independent and um just trying to get bitches get laid but oh my god (laughs) just kidding just just kidding everyone don't follow megan's advice um but no yeah i i feel like i would think it's a lost year and that's not to say that i'm gonna call for kids to restart the same year that they did or anything like that i just think that it has to be something that's kept in mind when these kids get older and it comes to testing or things like that just to be more mindful of that but who are they getting ahead of if everyone's in the same situation who are they really getting ahead of i don't know (laughs) The, that's my those argument. european kids that that's my argument here those fucking europeans maybe they've already been ahead of us for so long uh this <laughs> this pandemic i mean truthfully like the united states ranks like 20th in education i think isn't that nuts it's a little sad yeah so okay so here is my my view on things here um so i have heard that this year is the lost year that kids are losing a bunch of learning that they're falling behind um and i just think that is so disrespectful to teachers does that make sense it does yeah i i feel like that is just that's just so disrespectful to teachers and because it's basically saying oh distance yeah obviously we know that distance learning blows like we we understand that distance learning sucks it's not ideal but either is this pandemic that is fucking killing people 400 almost 400,000 people are dead now from the coronavirus like and to say that this is a lost year and that they're going to be behind who the fuck are they going to be behind? Everyone is in this situation. And even if they in are in school right now, 
they're still their year is still getting interrupted by quarantines and teachers being out and like it's not like anyone in the United States is getting a full education this year. So like who are they behind? Well, is are they going to be behind in terms of the standards that are set for each grade level? Yeah, 100%. Every year there are kids who are behind in the standards. And that's a debate for another day about socioeconomic status and property taxes being related to uh funding for schools, things like that. But here's my here's my issue with all of this. Um my issue with all of this is that it's so disrespectful to say that this is a lost year to say that um to say that this is um, something that if we get kids back in school, it's going to be the best for them. Like, yeah, it obviously being back in school and being in a school environment is really important for kids' social development. I understand that. But you can't be on that camp and say that we need to get back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is writing on on our notes thing and she's distracting me. Uh, we, you can't be on the camp of saying that we need to kids get kids back in school and then be completely against providing more funding for teachers and education and schools. That's the thing that's pissing me off so much about this is that people are finally realizing that education is so crucial to the United States and to a productive society and which should have been a realization 50 million years ago, but it's just coming to light because of this fucking pandemic and people are finally realizing that, and but they're still bashing teachers for not feeling safe going back in the classroom, and they're still going to vote against public education. They're still going to say that teachers are indoctrinating students. Like it's these same people who are saying that we need to get kids back in school. And I don't think people understand that the reason why education sucks so bad is because it's so it's a it's a it's a hor- okay let me be honest i think it is a horrible position is a horrible career to go into right now like doesn't have the proper funding you get paid shit like okay we get paid pretty decently here in minnesota but if i want to get to the top of my pay scale if i have my master's degree plus 60 credit hours the highest i can make in my district is a little bit less I think it's like $95,000. So yes, money isn't everything, but the amount of work that you do in school, and yes, I get that you get your summers off, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But think about that. In any other career field, if you have your master's plus 60 credit hours, it's funny because education doesn't even value that. You know what I'm saying? Like in any other career field, if you had that much experience, you would get paid accordingly. Like, think about, like, a doctor. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming if they, like, up their certifications and they up their things, they get paid more. Like, and I get that education is not a for-profit business. It's not a, I mean, it can be, but it's not public education. You go into it being a a civil servant. I get all of that. But it's the fact that the funding is so low that you can't pay teachers a livable wage to be able to live the whole year round in some places. For me... I don't have any kids. I don't have any really big responsibilities. I have a little bit of debt, but not a lot. Like I can make it, but I can't imagine being a teacher and having your starting salary be like $30,000 and having to pay loans, having to pay rent, having to pay maybe if you have a kid, like it just, it pisses me off that education has been deemed this, this non-essential thing. And then when it comes to something like this, it's like, oh, it's so essential And basically, I think parents are just fed up from dealing with their kids all day. (laughs) Honestly, I think part of the reason that these right-wing freaking people are like, oh, our kids need this social interaction. Those are the same people who are having kids have sleepovers. Like, those are the exact same people who are living their lives normally than they would if there was a pandemic or not. So, like, your kid is is not getting the socialization argument is not fair because... Those are the same people who are having their kids have sleepovers and play dates still and like not giving a shit. Like, oh, it just fucking riles me up because it's so annoying that those same people are like, oh, we need schools open. And the only reason why they want them open is so they can have free daycare. Honestly, it it pisses me off. And that's my TED talk. Thank you for coming. (laughs)
What are your views on that? Do you have any pushbacks on anything I said? I just, my, my one thing is, I think it's so interesting that, I mean, you obviously enjoy photography more than teaching, but you're just so passionate about teaching and education that it makes me surprised a little bit that you want to leave it. Because you, I mean, I'm most certainly not this passionate about marketing. I think it's interesting, but I'm not like having mm-hmm. soapboxes about it. Yeah. I think for me, it boils down to, I love being in the classroom. Like, I, I love that. I love being with my kids. I love, I love that side of it. It's like the close, it's like the door theory, I think, or something like it's, it's kind of a coined phrase in education where like everything inside the classroom is awesome. Like teaching is so much fun for me in the sense of like, um, in the sense of like getting to interact with kids and getting to see their personalities and getting to see them grow throughout the year. I love that. And that's why, that's why I went into teaching, but it's all the other shit that comes along with it. That is frustrating. Communicating with parents, like, and having to be like the HR basically for your classroom with parents. Um, It's the high demands from, uh, and the mixed messages from your district leadership. Like, you should be doing this, but also make sure that you're making time for this. It's the toxic positivity that we hear from our district saying, you guys can do this. Slap on the back. Here's a, here's a pizza party for you. Like, there you go. There's your reward for all the extra hours that you're putting in. Like, it's shit like that that just wears on me and that, that I, and I, and I have honestly, like, I feel like I've become a shittier teacher because I finally said, I am not bringing work home. Like I'm, I, I don't, I rarely work on stuff on the weekends anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I'm done at, like I go to school early to get prep for the day, but when that bell rings, I'm out of there at like 415 bell rings at four. I'm out of there at 415. Like I'm done. And so I've had to find that work-life balance and I just don't, I don't enjoy it as much anymore because of all that stuff. Like I, I, I don't, but I am so passionate about education in general, just because I think it can be so much better. And I feel like teachers deserve so much more. And I think that most of the influential people in my life were teachers. And I feel like it's just American education and the system is just, I mean, it's broken. Like it's not flawed, it's broken. Um, And we can get into mental health sports later on a different soapbox about that not being fully funded and like that we have like one dean for 1,000 students in our school or like a counselor for like one, like it, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm doing enough good to justify me staying in education is what I'm saying. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I mean, my only other counter argument is, and I'm not by any means telling you to stay in teaching if you don't want to stay in teaching. All I'm going to say is that I truly don't think there is a job that is going to be perfect ever. No, I agree. Like there's always shit with a job. Like, unless you are fucking, I don't know, just paid to eat chicken nuggets every Mm -hmm. day, that would be an awesome job. But I just... I think some people can... I I totally agree with you. I think some people can disassociate their job with their personal life often. And I don't think I'm one of those people. You know? Like, I, I feel like... I don't, like, live to work. But I feel like so much of... I, okay, whatever I do, I like need to be good at it. Does that make sense? Like if I'm going to do something, like I need to do it the right way and I need to be like good at my job. Yeah, I get that. I feel and like so I'm that way too. I feel like in education, I've just been told you're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. Cause there's so many views of different people. Like you're not doing this right. You're not doing, like I get to a point where it's like, this isn't worth it anymore. Like to, to constantly hear that you're behind, you're not adequate. That is annoying. And I think some people, like I think some of my colleagues can really disassociate their job of teaching with their like life and saying like, like not saying that they care less about it, but like they can, they can make that separation. Whereas for me right now where I'm at, I like can't like the work that I do 
I like can't disassociate the two. Does that make sense? Do you think that you're, and this is an honest, serious question. Do you feel like your mental health has not been in a good place recently? Recently, yeah, because it's fucking pandemic. Well, okay, the only reason why I say that is because I, because we just are the same person, clearly, I also have issues dissociating, like, work from personal stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm working in a small company that is just bound to happen because then we're all, like, family more and, like, friends. Mm-hmm. But even when my client is shitty and I just take it so to heart, and so I feel like that's just maybe our personalities or yeah. it's like a sign of our mental health and maybe yeah it should be addressed i just feel like but i felt this way my whole career teaching career and this is year five <laughs> well i mean definitely then you know of course, I, time to leave i got like halfway through my first year of teaching and i was like i don't know if this is for me like, I love working with kids. I just, I'm not, I don't know. It's not my thing. And I know for some people it is. Like, some people can deal with the stress and stuff. And, like, I can deal with it. It's just, like, do I want to deal with that? Am I happy dealing with that? I'm not. And I feel like, yeah, there are perks of being a teacher. You get your summers off, mostly. You get about two and a half months off, right? You, you get about two and a half months off every year. Um but I feel like the nine months that you are working are just so intense that like it is exhausting being a teacher. And I don't want to get to a point in my life where I think, Oh, I was a teacher that seems wasted. Like, I feel like part of my angst with this (laughs) is that I feel like I'm stuck. Like I'm stuck Mm. because I don't want to go get my master's degree because Basically, the only thing with your master's, yeah, it can make you a little bit of a better teacher, but really in education, the reason why, and this is a huge flaw of education as well, the reason why people get their master's is to get paid more. And so if I was going to get my master's, I'd want to be able to like use it. Or if I'm going to dedicate that much time to something, I'd want to like use that and profit, quote unquote, off it, which you kind of are because you're getting paid more. But like, I think about if I put that same amount of time into like photography or something that I'm more passionate about, like leaps and bounds would be so much better. Like, and that's what I am so interested with, like doing my own business and starting my own photography thing. I mean, I already have, but like pursuing my own photography thing is that it, it all is on me, right? It's all on me, whether I'm successful or not. It is how hard do I work? Like, and that's what I love about it. Cause then I feel like, my work is meaningful and like I'm doing this right now, which is going to lead to it's an investment into helping me do this better or make more money or things like that. Whereas in education, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, well, okay. Here, Here's the last thing I'm going to say about this is that I definitely think that Jumping into photography is not going to be a fix it no, at all by any means. A hundred percent not. But it's going to be better. Yeah, conti- I have something to say after you. Yeah, all I'm going to say is that like, because like when I was um, thinking about looking for other jobs, and then I talked to Bibiana, my therapist, mm-hmm. and she and I talked through like what's so great about this other company, and then I got thinking, and we got talking, and it's like. The issues you have in your work life, in your family, they don't just go away Mm -hmm. if you don't fix them. They tend to follow you the next places you go. Mm -hmm. So even though you'd be working for yourself, I still think there are things, like you just said, like you take things very personally, Mm -hmm. um, you take them very to heart, and you can't disassociate. Like I think that could potentially be an issue where you come home at the day, at the end of the day, and you just like can't separate Mm -hmm. because now you're always at home. and. You're doing your own thing and you're just like more in your head and there's so much more pressure to do well. You know what I'm saying? I do think, and this is from an outside perspective, obviously, because I haven't gone full into it. But what I would say to that is that I want a career 
where I don't feel like I'm waiting to retire. <laughs> mm. Like I feel right now that I'm just waiting for the next break. I'm just waiting for the next thing where I don't have to teach, <laughs> you know? And so I want a career where I don't feel like I would have to retire and that I could do it on my own terms. So I think that's where a big thing for me is, is like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I can't see myself teaching for the rest of my life. Well, I can't see you teaching either. And I'm not, and I don't want to be an administrator. So <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you to not do it because I, of course, a hundred percent want you to be full-time in photography. Yes. I mean, that would be amazeballs because we could just work from home all the time, but make you more productive. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just waiting to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. You picked the wrong guy for that. Or the right guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we should have Sarah on. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sarah is a good friend. Uh, went to college with her. I don't think that she listens to this, but I don't know if Adam listens anymore. But uh, we should definitely have her on because her and I have had some very interesting talks about education. I might just let you two just, just hash her. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's enough about education. Thank We've you. now made it to, thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, now, let's hear, let's go to a segment called Megan's Random Thoughts. <laughs> she pitched this to me at dinner, so I'm not really sure what she's going to say here. <laughs> all I know is it has to deal with COVID. That's all. Yes. All right, let's hear it. So, Megan's Random Thoughts. This actually just came into my head the other day, but... I went to my hairstylist, who's amazing. She's another Korean adoptee. Um, her name is Jamie Kim. Check out her Instagram, Jamie Kim Hair. But I was at her little salon, and she, like, follows all the COVID precautions and the safety measures, right? Like, I wore a mask. She took my temperature, blah, blah, blah. But until this moment, this past week, I had not gotten... Okay, I feel like there's this new COVID etiquette that I'm super self-conscious about. Like, my mask kept falling down below my nose, and I kept having to, like, pull it up. What mask were you wearing? Um, Just, like, one of those surgical ones, like, the blue ones we have. And it kept falling down? Uh, yeah, I think because, um, like, the band was stretched or something. Oh. But it kept falling down, and I get, I got so self-conscious i'm like oh my god does she think i'm a trumper does she think that i'm like <laughs> trying to spread covid because my nose is exposed like do you ever have those thoughts uh yeah i thought about when i get the vaccine i'm still gonna wear i know they recommend you still wear a mask because you can like potentially still spread it but i think i'm gonna still wear a mask until it's synonymous with until not wearing a mask is synonymous with not being a trumper so <laughs> I just got so self-conscious and the other thing that was really depressing she was like oh hey like i haven't seen you since before the holidays <laughs> what's new like how's life been and i was like nothing nothing nothing's new <laughs> and i got so it's sad it's so true though <sighs> it's just so depressing. but i feel like everyone's in this point i know unless they're fucking traveling like some people are which i don't understand but yeah. or unless you magically just popped out a baby or got engaged or yada 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 right but i just was like oh my god this is just is this the new norm for no i don't think so yeah we're still kind of pretty boring people all in all but <laughs> that's true yeah no i don't think this is a new norm do you think, is it weird talking to people when you haven't talked to people in person for a long time? Yes, I felt like, like, okay, my eye kept twitching and like watering. <laughs> and you know when you're sitting in the chair salon and you are looking at yourself? Yeah. Which, but you're talking. I kept looking and my eye was like just glossing and like I couldn't keep them open. Mm -hmm. And I was like, have I always been this socially awkward or mm -hmm. is it just pronounced now? No, you haven't always been this socially awkward. <laughs> oh, good. I think COVID has just expanded that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just made me more on the spectrum. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. 
Mm. No, I, I've had that situation where like I go back to talking to people in person and I feel like my eye contact, you've already made fun of me that I don't make good <laughs> eye contact, but like my eye contact is being like, if I staring at someone too long, I'm like, oh fuck, this is intense. <laughs> like I'm trying purposely to make good eye contact with people mm-hmm. and it's hard when you haven't talked to people in person in a long time. Well, I'm always looking at people on video calls. So mm-hmm. there, there's so much more room to like be looking around. Oh, yeah. And yep. Yep. Not have to look them directly in the eye. Yep. And so, oh, God, I'm just like, the, the real world is just a scary place now. <laughs> and I feel like I have no place messing in it. And I'm just going to be a hermit. Yeah. Also, my knee really hurts. Okay. We can wrap up this podcast pretty soon here. <laughs> Any other random thoughts that you have? Um, the only other random thought that I had, I'm sorry. Apparently, I'm too close you're to too the mic. Close, yeah. So if I'm hurting your ears, I'm really sorry. No, you're just like, oh yeah, never mind. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just too excited. Yeah. But anyways, um, we are going to have a niece. I know. In May. Yeah. So my sister and Kevin are pregnant well kevin's not kevin's isn't that the saying though like my sister like my sister and kevin are well pregnant. i would say my sister and kevin they're gonna have a baby my sister and kevin are gonna have a baby yep and so the gender reveal was on saturday mm-hmm. and it's a girl so i'm excited I'm i feel s- like this girl is gonna be a big nerd that's okay because uh, my sister is kind of a nerd it's better so. than a big slut it's true very true uh no but it's gonna be i'm excited i'm very excited to become an uncle were you hoping for one gender over the other no i didn't really care i don't know either way it's gonna be kind of cool it's gonna be pretty cool so yeah i can't wait to watch you awkwardly hold the baby oh i fucking hate holding babies <laughs> i'm so scared of it all i know is guys support the head support the head mm-hmm. support the head with the opposite arm yep and then hold the butt Mm-hmm. you got it like i can hold a baby it's just like i'm like this thing is so frail if i drop it it's not like a cat you know you can drop a cat if you need to and like whatever <laughs> but like a baby it's like fuck you got life in your hands literally <sighs> it's scary shit i like when they're toddlers when they start to be i'm telling you being an uncle or an aunt is probably the best at that age when they're like two years old because you can rile them up, you can get them all excited, you can get them in that fun phase, and then you don't have to deal with them. <laughs> See, this is why I kind of wish we lived closer to them now, because... We're not that far away. No, but like I mean, it's still going to be like, oh, we have to plan it. Like, oh, it's yeah. not just yeah, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember growing up, I always wanted to have cousins that could be more accessible, uh-huh. and that were actually my age and friends with me and stuff. And so I just... We don't want to be that family but relative that's like, oh. Two hours is not that bad. Like, you can make a day trip in two hours. It's true. You know? So, I'm not too worried about that. Because I grew up with cousins who were eight hours, 12 hours, long ways away. Same. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I anything just... else you have to say? Any random, any more random thoughts? No, you said no. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. <gasps> oh, one segment that we haven't unleashed yet is megan's dream segment oh yeah you need to start journaling your dreams if you don't know megan has some like super vivid intense dreams and she always remembers them so i think that you need to start writing them down so we can rehash them on the podcast yep didn't this morning i wake up and tell you that you're mad at me yeah in your dream yeah yeah over something i did what i do um oh you okay so we were in this uh like chinese asian market <laughs> but there were some people from like who who i know in my life and that you know but they were all there and then um i was looking for you and you were nowhere to be found and it was my birthday quote unquote in the dream <laughs> and i was asking him i'm like where's aaron he's like oh well, like he's just somewhere off and i got so pissed I'm like he missed my mother effing birthday and then i passed these asian guys and they kept hitting on me and they were like, oh, hey, good looking. And I was oh like, God. oh, okay, maybe I'll just go with the, be with these Asian guys. And then I got down this like weird alley and they were following me. And I tried texting you and calling you, but you didn't answer. Nice. And then I was doing dishes for some reason. Oh, 
Very nice. So she was mad at me when she woke up. So that's good. Yeah. Nice. It happens. All right. Well, everyone have an awesome start to your February. I hope that is a month that brings you lots of joy. Maybe a Valentine in the middle of the month. <gasps> Will you be my Valentine? Maybe. Oh. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, thank you for all the support all the time. Um, if you want to, please follow us on social medias. Uh, we're the Fairly Odd Asians or at Fairly Odd Asians on all social media platforms. Email us, DM us. Uh, we want to know your reactions to the pod. Uh, and any final thoughts? Um, no, I'm just going to go look at my leg and make sure that I didn't <laughs> break my kneecap. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you. And Wow. Oh, shoot. Wow. We haven't done this in a while because we've been doing interviews, but we love you. Oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Have an awesome week, guys. See you later.